everyone, and thank you for listening to Brain Foods, the podcast on women change makers. I'm your host, Hannah Becker, and today I have the great pleasure to introduce you to Daniela Miranda. Daniela specializes in customer success at SheCodes, and she's very passionate about making sure that all SheCoders get the best experience they can. Hi, Daniela, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Hi, Hannah, thank you for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here. So amazing. Maybe to give some introduction into SheCodes, we can see that uh, women currently hold about like 25% of coding jobs and earn 30% less than men. SheCodes is here to help bridge this gender gap in the tech programming industry by providing the knowledge that is becoming necessary in today's increasingly technological job market. You offer a solid introduction to product development as well, product design and um, product management. Daniela, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you involved into SheCodes? Uh, yeah, I um, studied business here in Lisbon and I was actually doing a project with SheCodes and then I met Matt and the team. And then later on, um, because of the pandemic, she started expanding and they needed um, a new team member to help out with students. And I started as an intern and I've been here for almost a year and a half now. Wow, that's a, that's a nice uh, onboarding story and challenge. I, I can imagine. I yeah. love your background as well. Are you in the Lisbon office at the moment? Yes, I am. So we, we work at a co-working space in Lisbon and our core team works here in Lisbon. Uh, it's three of us here now. And then the rest of the team is somewhere across the world. We have people in the US and Brazil, a few more people working remotely, um, Indonesia. So it's a really international team. Really nice. And I mean, SheCo is a really interesting um, educational technology because we can see that Portugal is quite on the lead when it comes to women in tech. There's a few new studies out there that show um, from online recruiting platforms such as Honeypot that uh, Portugal belongs to one of the eight countries that is really beating the odds when it comes to offering more equitable pay for women working in the tech industry. But still, female representation here is really low. It's like 30% or something. Um, so we have a lot to do and a lot to work on. Women and men need to take this fight together. Companies and governments and individuals really need to take concrete actions to change this perception and break the glass ceiling that women are not so good at coding. And we need to do this not only because it's the right thing to do, but also because advancing women's equality can add a total of 12 trillion US dollars to global growth. That's quite a number. Can you tell us a little bit about the role of Portugal and why SheCode selected to be based in such a tech hub? Um, so Matt started SheCodes in uh, 2017 and I wasn't part of the company then, um, but I think he just saw a really cool opportunity um, in Lisbon. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Lisbon actually has served as sort of a hub for startups, especially tech startups. Um, and I think he saw a market opening, um, really interesting one here. Um, and I think women here in general um, started to feel interested in, in learning how to code. So he started doing in-person workshops here in Portugal, uh, in Lisbon, in Porto as well. Um, but then, yeah, because of the pandemic, 
we moved everything online. And now um, we have students from all over the world, not only Portugal anymore. Well, I should go on to Portugal nowadays. <laughs> and what role does a yes, she can mindset play in getting more women into coding? This is a little bit our topic that we want to discuss today. We are really interested in how you can build this uh, yes, you can or yes, she can mindset with, uh, with she codes. Um, so I think coding has historically been an industry really dominated by men. I think tech in general um, has been. And, but this doesn't mean that women are less capable or that they can't do what men do. I think it's just been the way um, it, end up, it ended up. And I think that if we have a mentality of, yes, we can, as women, yes, we can be a part of the tech industry. Yes, we can code. Um, I think we kind of start breaking that initial barrier of bringing the first women into tech, which we've done already. Um, and now I think they're kind of proving everybody that A, women can code and women can be a part of the tech industry, but also proving to other women um, that they can do it. They can look cool doing it. They can do... Um, whatever they want to do, and it's possible, you know, that it's possible for a woman to have a coding career, just like any other career um, that she might want to have. Very much true. And I think we can see quite a switch in mindset already. I mean, in uh, Portugal, we had one of the biggest tech events in Europe recently. Um, and this one drew over 42,750 attendees from over 128 countries. And this is the first time in its 10-year history that there were more women than men attending this web submit in London. So I think, uh, in this one, sorry, but I think <laughs> there is already so much happening in that space. It's a great, it's a great transformation to be able to witness. What, from your experience, can you say are the most common barriers that prevent the women from entering the tech sector? Um, I think, like I said, because um, it's been historically um, seen as a very male-dominated industry, I think a lot of women, and we've received a lot of this feedback from our own students, that they just felt really intimidated to start, and they just felt really discouraged to even consider doing this in the first place. And I think this starts very early on um, in school when we you have to choose what you want to do, what kind of career you want to have. Um, so I think a lot of them just felt like they weren't really welcome, like they weren't, like they didn't really belong to this type of career. So ne they never even considered it in the first place. And then those who did consider it, I think they also felt like they couldn't find their, their place in it. Um, and it also starts with a lot of them realizing they have an interest, but finding somewhere where to learn this and where to explore this. Um, because also a lot of courses out there um, are mostly um, have mostly only male students um, or they're very students feel like it's very tailored for men so they feel like they don't really belong this belonging aspect is quite um, interesting from your success stories that you have on your webpage or maybe that you have witnessed so far how important is it to have this mindset already like yes I can or how can you develop it um, I think for our students what they said is that first of all they had to find a place or a school where they wanted to learn how to code 
that where they felt, huh, I can do this and this can be fun. And it's nothing like I thought it was. So obviously for our students, it started with C codes for a lot of them. Um, and then once they, they learned the hard skills, I think they also went through a process of feeling confident in those skills. And I think that's where the yes, you can um, attitude really comes into play because then they, they had to really practice and prove themselves that they're just as good and they can do it. Um, and once you practice, um, you know, practice makes perfect, but it also makes you confident in your skills. So I think um, that ended up being their, their process to feel like they can do it. This is so true. I think like creating the environment according to the needs of women is the way to go and not the other way around where women have to adapt to um, a more tech uh, environment that might be more male dominated. So I really appreciate that you're making that you're making this point. You can see from the website that you have. It's so it's just so fun to learn coding. Yeah. I've done the course myself and I really enjoyed the videos, the way you guys lecture. It's just really nice how math is explaining is really recommendable so i think it's on a it's on a really great track um telling about the some of the success stories there is some really inspiring stories on your on your web page there's people um that have completed the beginner course and became a software developer in less than one year and that is quite impressive i must say do you have any of your favorite success stories that you would like to share with us yeah actually I couldn't pick my absolute favorite one so I ended up picking two um, one of my favorite ones um, it's from one of our alumni called Lisa she's an API specialist now and I remember her particularly because she was one of the first students that I, I had um, the opportunity to have a chat with and I remember that when she was a student she was feeling really motivated to really change her career and she really wanted to be um, a programmer or at least work in the coding industry with developers. And a few months later, I think she messaged Matt saying she did it. She finally got a job in, uh, she's not working as a developer, but she's an API specialist. Um, so she got a job in coding or at least very close to coding. Um, and she was so excited that I, I think I'll never forget that message because it was really touching. Um, and then the other story that I always share um, is a student we had called Tiana. She was 12 years old. And I think she was one of the first students that I remember that was so young. And I just thought it was so inspiring. She went through all of our workshops and she is 12, which for me is just really incredible. Wow, at such a, such a young age, that is really incredible. It also poses a little bit the question, do we need normal school education still? <laughs> Or do we need to change? How do we need to change normal school education if 12-year-olds um, are becoming so interested in coding, obviously, and are able to do this program? I think that anyone can, can really do it. But it just shows that you know, all you need, I guess, is curiosity. And what else is it that I need that would lead me to get interested in coding? I think, first of all, you probably would need an open mind to kind of break down a lot of the myths that we have around coding. Because I think everybody thinks um, a programmer is like a computer nerd that you see in the movies, um, who has to be really good at math, kind of like Einstein. And that's not the case at all. And a lot of our students said that once they kind of opened their mind just a little bit and realized... Huh, I don't know actually what coding is all about and what you need to be a coder. Um, and then they realized it's not at all what they thought. So I'd say that at first. 
And then um, just like anything else, I'd say a lot of passion and motivation to learn. I think it's something, coding is something, there's a lot to learn. Um, and it can be really overwhelming at first because you realize how much there is to learn. So I would say um, motivation and patience. A lot of our students say that once they realize they have to be patient with themselves, allow themselves to pace themselves, pace their learning with them, um, and just go through the process gradually. Um, and then they, they end up realizing that it's not that much, that overwhelming, it's not that hard. They just need to have patience. Such a nice, such a nice recommendation, especially <laughs> the patience part is something that uh, I think I struggle with sometimes. <laughs> um, I'm very curious, but it can come easily that, you know, I want everything at the, yeah. at the instant. And I think probably that's, that's, uh, that's true for a lot of people that might just um, give up, right? How can companies start to help their women employees to taste some code? Uh, so we've had, for example, a lot of um, many students who come from companies and that the companies are supporting their learning. Um, and I think the ones that I had the opportunity to speak to, um, it was companies um, who have a budget for like self-development and for learning. Um, and I think that's a really nice way for a company to encourage employees to learn something new and something like coding, for example, which might not be directly related to your job description, but it could be a nice add-on or it could just be something that you think is fun. Um, and I think anything you learn will probably help you be a better um, employee anyway. So I think companies opening up um, a self-development budget or something that uh, where they support the students to learn, I think that's a very nice way um, to give women in, in the workplace the opportunity to learn something like coding. Yep, that is, I hear you. We need more budgets <laughs> and more funds into fostering learning. Also, not only when you're young, I think you can learn coding at any age. I, I learned the very, very basics of HTML around like seventh grade and I forgot everything. But at the same time, um, if we had continued that on and if someone had given me the opportunity to continue on and shown me that it's actually fun, maybe I would have. So that's that's true as well. Can you share some tips on starting um, with, with coding and starting to a little bit change your mindset to, yes, I can code? Um, my tips. I think our students would tell you, just do it. Just go for it. That's what they always say, because um, you'll never know if you never try. Um, and I think coding can be something so completely different from everything you, you've learned from what you do that you just have to try it and see if you like it for yourself. So maybe the first advice would be have the courage to just do it. Um, and then also find a course that you like, something that really makes you want to learn that it's not something that you dread doing. Um, because again, there is a lot to learn. So it's good that you find it fun, that you find it exciting. And then I think my last advice would be um, stepping away from all those preconceptions that we have about programming and what programmers are and just really going in with an open mind um, and just seeing whether we like it or not. I think that would be it. That's some great recommendation. I think we can only round it up with um, any other recommendations that you would have for our listeners or any insights from the she code startup journey for future women change makers that maybe want to make the world a better place with code as well um i don't know 
I think one thing that I learned um, here at Codes is that code can be really powerful. I mean, I see what we've done and what Matt does with, with code every day and how, um, because he's a programmer, he can really make, for example, our jobs a lot simpler and how we can, for example, with the Codes Foundation, um, we've had reports from students for the foundation who learn how to code and they've really said that this boosted their career options and their job options immensely. Um, so that's been really inspiring. Um, and I don't know, any other advice would be, think about how coding can impact your own career because sometimes it's hiding in plain sight. Sometimes coding skills can be really useful to you um, and you don't even know it. And not everyone needs to be a programmer. You can just learn how to code and do some coding without having to be a programmer. Yeah, I think this opens up a great toolbox of opportunities that you can use in a wide range of industries, like in the banking industry, for example, you can use it to code risk models or um, do financial analysis. And just knowing the basics of how code works really helps. So I must say that I really, really benefited a lot from the SheCodes program. So I think I'm only left to say a big thank you for being part of the Brain Foods podcast. And let us know where um, any listeners can reach out to find you and find SheCodes, please. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me again. Um, this was really fun. And you can find us on our website, SheCodes.io. Um, and we have a free class called SheCodes Express that anyone's free to watch. And we explain a little bit more about us, about Matt, and about the workshops. So if you're interested, um, of course, you're welcome to watch. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Brain Foods. As always, you can find Brain Foods on Spotify, YouTube, and Buzzsprout. If you like it, please share it. It helps us tremendously.